0: Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili's Solar Roofing and Painting. Building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and YPO.
1: and good afternoon thank you so much for watching this is now an increased police presence at several Maui schools today after multiple alleged threats of violence have been spreading on social media. At Baldwin High School an apparent threat was written on a toilet seat and posted online later. The message said that there would be a shooting at BHS sometime between today and tomorrow. This letter was later sent to parents and posted on the school's Instagram page. It says the school will be open today, but with an increased police presence. MPD says its officers are actively investigating the threats and working with school officials to ensure the safety of students, faculty, and staff. If anyone has information about the alleged threats, you're asked to call police. New at noon, Maui County and the state's police union have reached a negotiated settlement agreement on COVID hazard pay for Maui officers who worked during the pandemic. Under the settlement, officers who worked in a patrol function will receive 20% hazard pay. All other officers will receive 15% hazard pay. And officers who worked overtime will receive hazard pay at the straight time rate, not the time and a half rate. Vacation days, sick days, and leave are not eligible for hazard pay. This comes after all four counties denied SHOPO's request for hazard pay. The union still has three active grievances with Honolulu, Hawaii, and Kauai counties. Hawaii Island Police have arrested a Mountain View man as part of Operation Keiki Shield. 42-year-old Elijah Stutes was arrested and charged this past weekend in Hilo. He was charged with electronic enticement of a child in the first degree and resisting arrest. Stutes is scheduled to make his initial appearance in Hilo District Court this afternoon. He remains in custody with bail set at $53,000. If found guilty, he faces up to 10 years in prison. Operation Keiki Shield is a collaborative law enforcement initiative focused on identifying and arresting offenders who commit internet facilitated sex crimes against minors and rescuing victims of child sexual exploitation and abuse. An update now on the marinal Chinese language teacher who was critically injured in a chemical attack last month. 25-year-old Dan Ying Zhang remains in the hospital at this time but her condition has stabilized. The Chinese Chamber of Commerce says she's been able to make contact with her parents who are still in rural China. A GoFundMe has raised over $171,000 for Zhang. Meanwhile, the suspect accused in the attack is 29 year old Sebastian McQuan. He's being held without bail at OCCC. An Eva Beach boy who spent 11 weeks in the hospital after being run over by a lawnmower is back home and walking again. The mother of six year old Parker Israel says on December 7th, her son was riding on a lawnmower when he fell off. He had to undergo eight surgeries in seven weeks.
2: Right now he's in boots. So he'll be in these while he strengthens his leg muscles. Um, But even these, they think that maybe he'll be in these weeks and not months.
1: His mom says he will be going back to school part-time while he continues to go to appointments, including physical therapy three days a week. But his mom says he's been strong during the whole process, and it paid off, being discharged from the hospital this week. Stunning video of a daring rescue off the Ka'u Coast on Hawaii Island. That's where a man drove a rented Jeep off a cliff at South Point, plunging 60 feet into the ocean. The crash happened around 8.30 Sunday morning. Firefighters helped the driver swim approximately 100 yards back to shore. Rescue crews then used ropes to hoist the man up the cliff. We're told he suffered scratches to the face and slight hypothermia, but is expected to make a full recovery. On Hawaii Island, an 18-year-old was arrested after a fatal head-on crash in Hon now it happened near Keala Okiave and Naunao Roads around 2.15 Sunday afternoon. Investigators say the 18-year-old man crossed the double solid yellow lines in his SUV and struck another vehicle. 49-year-old Jerome Heath of Kailua Kona was driving that car. He was rushed to the hospital but was later pronounced dead. Two of Heath's children were also in the car. Both of them were treated at the hospital, but have been discharged. The 18-year-old faces a negligent homicide charge. He's been released pending investigation. The owner of a dilapidated building in the heart of Oahu's resort district is facing a permit violation from the city. Now a push to drive squatters away from the property is being complicated. Eddie Dowd has more.
3: Residents in this Waikiki neighborhood, right across from the Hawaii Convention Center, say this area behind me started becoming an eyesore about two months ago and has only gotten worse since, even prompting safety concerns. Walking along Ala Wai Boulevard, heading towards the Ala Moana Canal crossing, there's all the picturesque scenery you might expect in Oahu's tourist district. That is, until you reach this building covered in graffiti. I might expect something like this to be on subways of New York. You know. It, not in the sidewalks of Waikiki. It's, it's, it's out of place. Residents say 1701 Alawai was once home to a union hall, but was reportedly sold to a Japanese investor in 2019. It's glaring uh, because it's, first of all, an unused property. Recently, the building has been hit by vandals. Meanwhile, residents say at night squatters have taken up residence outside. It, it seems to be sending some sort of uh, like, uh, law-breaking kind of message. This lady who asked us not to show her face on television says she no longer feels comfortable walking her dog in that area after dark.
4: There's a lot of uh, activities going on. It just, it's getting worse because the neighborhoods feel unsafe.
3: Those concerns have now reached the district's state representative. I have nearly half a dozen complaints coming to my office about this one particular area right now. The Department of Planning and Permitting tells H H&M N city inspectors went to the area and issued a notice of violation on February 16th for excessive litter and overgrown vegetation on the property that poses a fire hazard. According to the notice, the owner is MM Group Alawy PJ LLC. The city says they have not heard from the owner since the notice of violation went out more than a week ago. We too tried to contact the LLC but had no luck. Neither did State Representative Adrian Tam. You
5: know, it's an abandoned lot and a lot of things can happen around this area. What I would like is for the owners of the properties to just maintain their property.
3: According to the notice, the owner has 30 days to restore the area or face fines or legal action. And, you know, some residents even tell me if the building owner won't clean up the graffiti off the wall, they're willing to organize a cleanup to do it themselves. Reporting in Waikiki, Eddie Dowd, Hawaii News Now.
1: An active duty member of the U.S. Air Force who set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington, D.C., has died.
2: Juliana Valencia has the latest. That's right. This morning we found out the airman has died. D.C. police confirm his name is Aaron Bushnell. He was 25 years old from san antonio texas and before bushnell set himself on fire he started streaming on twitch the video is too graphic to share but in it you see him in his military fatigues calmly walking up to the israeli embassy right here and as he's doing so he says he's about to engage in an extreme act of protest a deadly protest against what a u.s airman calls an act of genocide against the palestinian people The airman puts on his military patrol cap and proceeded to dump liquid from a water bottle over his head and light himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy. In the video, he repeatedly shouts free Palestine after lighting the fire. He burns for about a minute and collapses on the ground before Secret Service officers begin to extinguish the fire. This happened around 1 p.m. Sunday, DC police assisting US Secret Service officers. Police said their bomb squad was called to check the airman's car, but no hazardous material was found. The Air Force confirms he was active duty, and according to his LinkedIn page, he recently attended the University of Maryland Global Campus. The incident happened as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu seeks cabinet approval for a military operation in the southern Gazan city of Rafah, while a temporary ceasefire deal is being negotiated. Israel has adamantly denied allegations of genocide and says it is carrying out operations in accordance with international law in the Israel-Hamas war. D.C. Police said this morning that Bushnell died at a local hospital. Meantime, their investigation into this incident is ongoing. Outside the Israeli embassy, Juliana Valencia, NBC News.
1: A trial date has been set in the manslaughter case against Alec Baldwin for his role in the deadly 2021 Russ film set shooting. Jury selection will start on July 9th in New Mexico, and the trial is expected to last eight days. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was struck by a live round fired from a prop gun Baldwin was holding. Baldwin is charged with involuntary manslaughter. This comes after the manslaughter trial against Rust armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed continues into its third day. Former President Donald Trump's bid to win the GOP presidential nomination appears to be stronger than ever, but his one remaining opponent, Nikki Haley, refuses to quit. Nicole Scanga has the latest from D.C.
6: Former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley says she's not giving up on her pursuit of the Republican presidential nomination.
2: You look at all the early states and Donald Trump as technically the Republican incumbent did not win 40
6: percent of the vote. Haley is campaigning in Michigan Monday ahead of Tuesday's primary. She's also scheduled a 10-day nationwide tour holding more than 20 campaign rallies and fundraisers. If Donald Trump is the candidate,
2: Republicans will once again lose the election, we'll
6: lose the swing states, we'll lose the House, we'll lose the Senate, and we won't take anything with us. Political experts say it's hard to envision a path forward for Haley to win the GOP nomination. Former President Donald Trump has already won a majority of the delegates up for grabs so far, and he's leading in states that will soon be voting. He says he's already looking toward November for a rematch with President Biden.
7: I just wish we could do it quicker. Nine months is a long time.
6: Both Biden and Trump are looking to tackle one of the campaign's most pressing issues this week. President Biden is heading to the southern border town of Brownsville, Texas on Thursday, the same day Trump will be in Eagle Pass, Texas.
5: You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from.
6: A Monmouth University poll out Monday shows a majority of Americans surveyed say illegal immigration is a very serious problem. Nicole Skanga, CBS News, Washington, D.C.
1: Manhattan prosecutors are requesting that the judge overseeing Donald Trump's criminal hush money case impose a gag order. They want to stop the former president from publicly disparaging many participants in the trial. That includes potential witnesses, court staff and family members of lawyers and staff. Prosecutors say Trump's comments have already resulted in hundreds of threats to the district attorney's office. And they say his long history of public inflammatory remarks about those involved in the judicial proceedings against him could cause disorder and material prejudice in the upcoming trial. Prosecutors filed several other motions today, including a request to restrict Trump from knowing the addresses of jurors. The former president is charged in New York with falsifying business records relating to hush money he paid to adult film star Stormy Daniels. The criminal trial is scheduled to get underway on March 25th. In Oklahoma, students at Owasso High School walked out of class in honor of Nex Benedict. The 16-year-old non-binary student died earlier this month, a day after a fight with a group of girls in a school bathroom. LGBTQ advocates are demanding answers in the case. Authorities have not determined a cause of death, and it is not clear if the fight was a contributing factor. In recent days, police released audio and video of the related fight and Benedict's subsequent hospital visits before their death. A former Hawaii resident who lost her son due to a fentanyl overdose is urging parents to be aware of how easy it is to get the deadly drug. Kami Velsi is the mother of Emilio Velsi, who died due to a fentanyl overdose almost four years ago. Now she travels the nation talking to parents, urging them to be aware of who their children are talking to or interacting
4: with. Dealers are lurking on these platforms and children as young, you know, fastest growing age group is 11 to 14, but now we're seeing children as young as eight years old dying from fentanyl.
1: Velsi created the Share Aloha Project. This weekend, she hosted a fentanyl awareness event at Aloha Tower to raise money in memory of her son. Emilio Velsi was just 19 years old when he took a pill he thought was a painkiller he bought on the street, which turned out to be fentanyl. All right, let's take a live look outside New York City. Off in the distance there, you can see Lady Liberty. Temperature there in New York, 49 degrees on this Monday. Nothing like that here at home. We got blue skies and sunshine. We do have the trade winds in full effect this week, and they're going to bring some showers here and there. Guy Hagi is going to have your full forecast after this quick break.
2: Spotlight Now brings you in-depth interviews with newsmakers around the state on key issues facing our community. Spotlight Now, Tuesdays at 1 and 7 on K5. Sponsored by the Hawaii Executive Collaborative.
0: How's it on this Monday? We've got some pretty nice weather for the next uh, several days, although it is going to be windy at times. And even though there are no significant storm systems around right now, there is a chance for a few more showers to develop later in the week. And those showers, like the showers that we have today, are going to focus and uh, mainly stay on those windward areas. But because it's going to be a little windy, some of these showers might drift over to leeward sides. The bulk of the rainfall, at least through Wednesday, will favor the early morning and overnight hours nothing unusual out there the winds will be picking up speed today not so much in Kona but everybody else will get those winds running 15 to 25 so take a look at this take a good look because this is what we'll see this weather pattern is what we'll see for the next several days a few splashes to start the day drier by the afternoon and those winds running 15 to 25 miles an hour so small craft advisories are posted and those strong winds are going to kick up a pretty good size northeast swell in fact east shores are now under a high surf advisory is going to be big, it's going to be messy on East Shores. Better conditions up in the country, that's going to get to a pretty good size as well, but not every spot's going to pick that swell up, right? And South Shores, pretty small, although we could see some improvements later in the week. So it's going to be a windy week with these winds running 15 to 25 uh, into the weekend. Really no big changes expected. We'll have those uh, typical trade wind conditions. Air quality is going to be good. Humidity levels will be comfortable. But heads up, we could see a few more heavier showers towards the end of the week, especially on Thursday and Friday. <laughs>
1: Two conservative-led states took on social media today in arguments at the highest court of the nation. The issue, how the First Amendment applies to social media sites. Jared Hill has the latest.
5: It's the First Amendment question for the internet age. Can the government force social media companies to carry content they've deemed objectionable? The platforms do not have a First Amendment right to apply their censorship policies in an inconsistent manner and to censor and deplatform certain users. Monday, the Supreme Court heard arguments in two cases from Florida and Texas, saying states should have a say in the matter.
6: It would require these social media platforms that are creating the compilation of third-party speech to fundamentally alter their product that they offering. We think that's an infringement of speech and the court should say so.
5: The Republican-led states passed their laws after Facebook and X, Twitter at the time, banned former President Donald Trump following the January 6th attack on the Capitol, concerned his posts would incite more violence. Social media sites argue they're more like newspapers and should be able to make editorial judgments, but the states say these platforms are more like telephone companies and can't kick people off. Several justices commented on how broad the laws are, and in the case of Florida's, it's lack of specificity. We're not quite sure who it covers. We're not clear exactly how these, pro- these platforms
6: work. I might have heard the justices trying to find a way to kick this back to Florida, back to Texas, and have a more developed record before they make a big First Amendment ruling.
5: A decision is expected by June. Jared Hill, CBS News, New York.
1: Well, there's something new at Waikai. It's called Aqua Venture, so we sent Casey Lund out to Eva Beach to check it out.
7: Next month marks a full year. Waikai's been open. Of course, we were out here in 2023 checking out the standing wave, but today we checked out the newest attraction, the Aqua Venture.
4: How long does this normally take regular people to do?
7: <laughs> oh! <laughs> there! <laughs> Just
4: you okay? like that. Did
5: you see that action? Yes. Reporter
4: down. Oh, I'm right, back up oh. again.
5: Okay, here we okay. go. Okay. Is he gonna dive off? He's gonna take the plunge. Ooh. Ooh. Oh.
4: Okay.
7: King K-Z. of the mountain. Casey. 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 Not too shabby for seven in the morning. Taking the plunge on live TV with me was Jerry Papillo, director of business development and general manager at Waikai.
5: Oh, it's it's really simple. You. Get wet, get into the water, <laughs> jump off here to the platform, swim over. Uh, up on top, we got the start gates there, and you can kind of choose left or right. Uh, it's it's really got a whole mix for all ages to get on there and uh, test your skills, yeah. test your strength, test your
7: agility. Jerry says Aqua is good, safe, fun for the whole family. They've been getting stellar reviews on the new attraction ahead of its grand opening to the public on March 1st.
5: We tried it out on ourselves yeah. first, right, and make sure that it's uh, good and. From that, uh, took away some learning lessons and then we had uh, the uh, Campbell, a group from Campbell High School that came over. I think it was a swim team Uh, and then also just the Boys and Girls Club and some others. And this Friday, we're also going to have some more. So we're we're excited.
7: And of course, no visit to Waikai is complete without another ride on the Standing Wave. I did better than I would have thought. With a total of three restaurants, plenty of event space, uh, Waikai is ready to host any kind of event you can dream up or... Just come out here and hang out. All the details online at HawaiiNewsnow.com. For now, we'll send things back into the studio.
1: Now for some good news. The candidates for the 95th annual Lay Court selection have just been announced. They're vying for a spot on this year's court. Each year, the selection rotates through four age brackets, and this year is not opio. The selection event will be held this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Mission Memorial Auditorium. And the public is invited to enjoy this free event featuring this beautifully unique display of Hawaiian pageantry. Now to some more good news. This spring break, instead of donning a swimsuit, one college student in Kentucky will be donning a hospital gown. That's because she's donating her kidney to a stranger in need. Alyssa Williams has the story.
4: When you think of an Appalachian man, Danny Fitch of Johnson County may come to mind. He's a former coal miner, a deacon at his church, and a devoted husband, father, and grandfather.
7: Now the Lord's been good to me.
4: Fitch has also been living with type 1 diabetes, a diagnosis he received at just 10 years old.
7: I never did let diabetes control me. I ain't never had no major surgeries, really, just just kidney failure.
4: With a kidney transplant being his best option, Fitch began searching for a donor in August, with his family sharing his story on social media.
7: What we prayed about at our church and stuff, that's what I was up before dialysis. Mm. Lord sent us an angel. <laughs> yeah.
4: That angel is 25-year-old Cherish Strunk of Russell County, a surgical technology student at Somerset Community College. Ever since I was younger, My mind has just been about helping people. And then I seen a mutual friend post on Facebook that um, he needed a kidney and everything, and I just kind of felt something. Strunk reached out to the family and the matching process began. And it's always scary because you don't know if you're going to be a match, so you're going to start this process and you're scared of letting people down if you're not. Um, But I just had that feeling that we would match, and so I just went for it and we did once strangers, now a part of each other's lives forever.
7: It's been a blessing, you know, it just touches, you know, that somebody's there to help.
4: Danny and Teresa, do you have a message for Cherish, kind of through this entire journey and heading into surgery on Thursday? As far as we're concerned, she's she's part of us now. You know, part of our love of our family, she, we think the same with her. To us, Cherish has got what we call a servant's heart. It takes somebody very special to do what she is doing, and I thank God that she did. Alyssa Williams, WKYT. And
1: finally, it's the final full week to vote for the Honolulu Zoo for best zoo in the nation. It's all part of USA Today's 10 Best Readers' Choice Awards contest. Now, based on the votes, the Honolulu Zoo is currently in fourth place, so they really need your help this week. The month-long contest ends on Monday, May 4th at 7 a.m. Hawaii time. Everyone can vote once per day. Until then, you can vote at Honolulu Zoo. Dot org. Thank you for watching. This is Now. We're going to have more news coming up. First at four.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting. Building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and Waipio. Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.